Welcome to the Sound of Truth Bible Chat with your host, Brett Morani, where he leads discussion in God's Word. Let's join him now. Okay, it's Bible Chat time, and I have with me two guys at the table that have been with me some previous episodes as well, Armando Vivancos and Eric Pement. If you're wondering where Rick is, Rick has started a new YouTube channel and needs more time to do that. He has a full-time job, and uh, he's not a full-time pastor or anything like that, so he has less time now to do these Bible chats with me, so I'm bringing other guys into the studio to help with that, which was really my intent all along when we launched this podcast, is that we would have Bible chats with various people. So uh, Rick kind of became the standard and the go-to guy for quite a while, and he will continue to come into the studio on occasion and be part of the rotation. But Armando Vivancos has been with us before. Eric Piment's been with us now for a few episodes as well. But I want to also let our listeners know about Eric Piment and the ministry he's affiliated with. Eric, you are the is it the executive executive director, director. of EMNR Evangelical Missions Missions to non Christian religions, and it originally was. New Religions. It was originally New Religions. Uh, EMNR is the same organization that was founded to reach out to people in cults and non-Christian religions, kind of the way that a missionary would go to find people that are outside the Christian world. Well, many of them are in the United States, and they don't have a clear understanding of the gospel, and so our agency is uh, here to help encourage people to uh, have responsible ministry to non-Christians. And so, what is your website for people to go to? It's emnr.org. Emnr.org. You guys must have got that quite a long time ago because it's only four letters, and that's hard to find those these days. <laughs> yeah, we were. It's it's been around for uh, at least 15, 20 years. Wonderful. All right. Well, let's dive into a Bible chat. Let's talk about the Book of Ruth. The Book of Ruth is, of course, right after Judges, and it tells this what some would say is a beautiful love story, but others are able to see in it a foreshadowing of the gospel. So let's just do a quick overview of the book of Ruth. But before we do that, let me just also mention that the author is unknown. We really don't know who wrote the book of Ruth, which there's a few books like that. There are... Four chapters. It's a small book, but it tells the story of these, these two ladies. Actually, three ladies are, are widowed. So these are hard times. This is a time of mourning. This is a time of uh, some, maybe even distress as to what they're going to do because, you know, we're talking about a different era. Your husband dies. Oftentimes, your livelihood is gone. Yes. And uh, they had left Israel because there was a famine. And Many people migrate from one country to another when there is lack of food or lack of any work opportunities at all, especially when there's a famine or especially when there's war. And so she was a migrant that went to another country and uh, hoping to find a better life because there was no food in Israel. But uh, her husband died. And then Ruth, and then she had two sons, and both of the sons died. And then, so we have uh, a woman and her two daughters-in-law, all without husbands. And now, what are they going to do? Ruth decides, she says to her daughters-in-law, you've been wonderful to me, but go back, go back to your families where they will take care of you, right? Oh, yes. This is a verse which has appeared in many, many weddings right. and quoted a million times. And a lot of people don't even know the context. They think that it's a marriage passage, and it's really not a marriage passage. It's, it's a daughter-in-law 
expressing her commitment and love to her mother-in-law, um, Ruth, that is. The, so the one daughter-in-law takes her up on the offer, and she goes back to her family where she believes she'll be taken care of there. But Ruth says, no, I'm staying with you. And then, Eric, this is where you're making reference to the passage that's used so often in the weddings, uh, which is in... 116 and 117. Yeah, Armando, you want to read those to us? Said, But Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she said nothing more. You, you may have heard this passage in a wedding, especially a Christian wedding. Oh, yeah. Until death do his part, right? The Lord do so to me and yeah. more also, if anything but death separate you from me. Beautiful. And it's, it's a beautiful thought. Mm-hmm. And it's a commitment. It is a commitment. Yeah. And it, so it can be applied to wedding vows, I think, appropriately. But the original context is a daughter-in-law saying, I'm sticking with you. I'm going with you. She Why do you think she did this? Well, I think she did know that uh, Naomi's God was the true God. Uh, although it's it's not clear that she was ever preached to or you know evangelized or anything like that. Um, it's clear that she, when she comes to be part of the family, she also comes to be part of the family's uh, faith. And uh, she did accept that the God of Israel was the true God. Not uh, Many people are raised in an unchristian, atheistic culture, and, and they just have no commitment at all. Or uh, their only commitment is to be... Uh, faithful to whatever location they are. And so they're like water. They'll just, you know, uh, blend, you know, fit in whatever culture that they're at, but go with the crowd. Yeah. But believers in the true God, Yahweh are required and expected to be faithful to him only regardless of where they're at. Mm -hmm. And I think that awareness that there was the real true and living God who was going to provide, uh, is going, uh, has, has sunk into Ruth at some point. And so she's willing to say, you know what, I'm, I appreciate the offer, but I'm now in this family, I'm married in this family, and I embrace this family's God, implying that her past was not mm-hmm. in a Yahweh home, yes. not in a, a true biblical home. She and, was a Moabite. She was from the people of yeah. Moab. So, yeah, they, they worship false gods. So, all right. You know what? Let's talk about Kinsman Redeemer, but let's save that for the next episode. We're running out of time here, so I encourage our listeners to come back for our next episode. We're going to talk about the concept of the Kinsman Redeemer. If you're enjoying this podcast, please share with your friends. Thanks. The music is by Canon and is used with permission. This podcast is copyrighted by Brett Amorani, 2021.